Hello, this is Rachel McElroy. Hello, this is Griffin McElroy. And this is wonderful. Getting a big stretch going. Ooh, stretch. I'm going to attack this one. Ooh, I'm going to attack the block of this episode. Oh, my arms hurt really bad. and My back and shoulders don't want to move like this. Is this from wrestling with our son yesterday? This is from all the roughhousing that we get up to. No, I think it's important to stretch. Oh, okay? yeah. Is this the first time that you've ever said this out loud? Uh, Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but I think our friends at home, they look to us for guidance and help. Uh-huh. Even though we're trying not to goop it. I don't think it's it's particularly goopy to say stretch it, that back, stretch those shoulders, stretch your solar plexus, wherever or whatever that is. You need to be limber if you're going to meet this episode halfway, because we're going to be coming at you with a lot of rambunctious energy. Isn't that right, babe? Yeah, I mean, we're we're regular rambunctious robots over here. See, we're off the walls with wild shit like what Rachel just said, what with the robots and what have you. Uh Um, How's it? How are you doing? Are you doing good? I feel like we need we should check in with each other as a little little like way to ground ourselves before think, each episode. I think a switch is flipped in my brain and I am beginning to think about ways uh to be enriched. Oh, okay. Instead of just surviving. Okay. Which is I feel like a good switch to have flipped. Yeah. Don't just don't just fi- don't just vibe, thrive. Yeah. Uh-huh. Can, and that I'm the first one to say that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Anyone who says elsewise is stealing it from me, and it's my copyrighted motto. Mm-hmm. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Thank you for asking. My sleep has been quite bad as of late. Yeah, uh, but I got a good, I got a good eight hours last night, so I'm feeling, okay. I'm feeling fresh, feeling pumped up, feeling ready to go. Been working mm-hmm. with about five each day, which is then sort of the, the following day is like a dream, like some sort of astral projection where it's not me in my body. Who's in there? Mm -hmm. But that's not particularly fun to talk about. Mm -hmm. Do you have any small wonders? I do. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of good media out there to consume right now. There is. Uh, And one podcast I've really been enjoying uh, is Brene Brown's new podcast. I believe it's called Unlocking Us. Oh. Uh, it's not um, affiliated with us in any way, but I enjoy her work and I enjoy this podcast. It is a very, very enriching, I would say. It's okay to talk about things that aren't us from time to time. <laughs> that is not affiliated with us. But a podcast, that's like, that's like, that's in our turf, you know? Yeah, that's fair. Um, I think there's time to listen to multiple podcasts is what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, I, I tell you, nailed it. Coming back season yes. four. So fucking good. It is like only getting better and it is like... Uh, nailed it season four and new Terrace House dropped on Netflix this week. So what it's a like, gift, it's right? a fucking gift and it's like taking me there. Uh, wow, the new Terrace House. We're in some chunks of episodes with some challenging material. What with not great stand up comedy, which is a real, uh, <laughs> a real trigger for me. Uh, it makes I me have ver- to tie Griffin to the furniture to I, make him stay in the room. I literally Naruto ran out of the Rachel. <laughs> I don't even think you realize that I, that's what I did, but I just like I dove off the couch and fully Naruto ran to get away from what was happening on the TV. I rarely let Griffin fast forward. I feel very um, serious about watching a show in its entirety but in in some cases in this arc i have let him fast forward it's been very kind of you uh hey i start things off this week and i'm gonna kick things off with my first topic which is armadillos the dillo oh the little dillo 
a special friend that we get here in Texas that is not uh, in most of the contiguous United States yet. They're spreading. You may be They're familiar with Armadillon from PJ Masks. That may be your main point of contact mm-hmm. like it is for us. Armadillon on the PJ Masks is very strong. <laughs> um, no, I want to talk about armadillos. They're the little rats that wear armor. And like, what else do I need to... I don't need to justify it past that, I don't think, do I? Like, they're little rats that wear armor. They're the one of the few animals that's like, oh, shit, it's rough out here. It's fine because I've got this armor that's going to protect mm-hmm. me. But they're faster than the turtle, right? So they're like, they're, you know, they've one-upped. They, they beat turtles in nearly every category. Mm-hmm. Something I learned, though, while preparing the segment is that very few armadillos actually use their armor for... Uh, protection in the wild. Most of them just run away or jump away or skitter away very, very quickly. Uh, there is one, the three-banded armadillo, one one species that uh, does use its uh, thick hide to protect it from uh, from predators. They don't have natural predators so much, which is why uh, they are, uh, you know, spreading throughout the United States. They started in South America, moved up through Central America, uh, and really kind of got to Texas. And they're like, this is this is chill here. They I like it right here. They don't look super tasty, right? Like They don't I look feel tasty. Like if I were a predator, I would be like, eh, I don't think so. That seems like a lot of work. They are kind of toothsome. Um, one sort of negative thing is that most commonly you will see them here on, let's say, the side of the road in a state of distress, in a state of not being that cool and that is because one of their defense mechanisms is that they can leap three to four feet in the air when startled that is whoa it's cool right you think like you know air jordan that's fucking cool except if a car is passing by or over Mm. at the time that the startling happens that's good that's a series wrap on that particular armadillo so So that that way they're not quite as strategic as the turtle per se. No, the turtle sees that and is like <laughs> that's Brings why all those we limbs in. That's why we don't jump. Um it is it's just amazing. I like that they uh, I, I they're I can't think of many other an- a lot of other animals are like we need defense mechanism. Let's evolve something. I know we'll make our wings colorful so it'll be scary. And Armadillo's like, "Okay, like I've got a bulletproof vest." Um I don't know that that's necessarily I don't think it is bulletproof. Uh, Genetic research into armadillos traces their earliest lineage back to uh, a thing called glyptodonts. Glyptodonts, perhaps. Uh, 35 million years ago, they were just like big-ass armadillos. They're basically... uh, And uh, I can never say this. I never feel confident in my pronunciation of uh, ankylosaurus. 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 Ankylo is the way I would go. Ankylosaurus. And we'll just say it there and I'll know that I would be wrong. Uh, mixed with like a, a turtle. It was like huge, like a big ass armadillo. That's That kicks ass for me, but it also had like the spiky club on its tail. Um, their armor is made up of what are called scutes or scutes, perhaps. Can you spell that? S-C-U-T-E-S. Oh. It's basically just like overlapping scales of like bone and horn, uh, which is what their, their armor, but their bellies are always so soft and that's why they can... That's why they can roll up into a little ball. And I love that. Uh, there are a lot of different species of armadillos. Most of them are endangered, uh, which is a big bummer. Uh, the one that we get here in the States is how many bands do they got? How many bands do they got? They got nine banded. Nine banded armadillos are the ones that we most commonly see here, meaning their armor is made up of nine overlapping scutes. 
Um, <laughs> but there's a lot of different ones. There's a pink fairy armadillo uh, that is native to South America that has pink armor, which is fucking great. Like, are you mm-hmm. kidding me? It's like on some anime bullshit at that yeah, point. Yeah, I'm picturing like a Peppa Pig. Like but... a little Peppa Pig, but wearing armor. And that's mm-hmm. real cool. And I just think they're real cute. And, you know... I feel like armadillo is not an animal that everybody has a crystallized like image in their mind of what it looks like beyond it has a shell. But yeah. you look at it and it's pretty cute in the face and the belly and its feet. And it also looks like it means business. Like if I saw a three foot tall one of these, one of these yeah. uh, ankle sources, I'd be like, I'm not fucking with that. Are you kidding me? There's no way I could p- penetrate that thick hide. You do have the leprosy thing. Yeah, I was going to say, like, they're not huggable. It's not great. Huggable, they're not se. huggable, I don't think. Um, but it's not like they're always spreading the stuff. It's not like they're, like, walking around, like, who got to give, this will be a fun prank to humans. Yeah. Uh, also, like, mice and some rabbits and some monkeys spread leprosy as well. It's just that their body temperature is, like, um, really low. They're you're bringing tem- them all down. <laughs> Listen, you rabbits. refuse to let the armadillo take the full blame for this. Yeah, I, I do. Uh, their body temperature is, like, in the, is, like, 90 degrees, which is fairly cold, which makes them, like, a good uh, transmission vector. There's that fucking word again uh, <laughs> for leprosy. But, like, I don't know, man. Aesthetically, they're really good. They turn into little balls. They look like little fantasy armored cinnamon roll mm-hmm. knights. And I like that. Oh, I just got like a vision of like an armadillo Pokemon mm. that instead of like bursting out of the ball, just like unrolls from the ball and That's then rolls back up. Babe, you should design Pokemon. I think so. That's good. What would that one be called? Well, I mean, you have Sandshrew, which is like, I think kind of... Well, I guess that's a shrew, though, wouldn't it be? Mm-hmm. But it kind of looks armadillo-y. What? There's got to be an armadillo. They've done every. They've done every animal at this point. Yeah. And now they're like moving on to like uh, objects. Like here's an <laughs> ice cream cone, but it's also a Pokemon. Or hey, here's a here's a ring of keys, but it's also a Pokemon. They have almost certainly done armadillos <laughs> at some point. I'm sh- I'm ashamed of myself for not being able to pull what the armadillo Pokemon is. And I'm ashamed of you. Thank you. What's your first thing? Okay, I am bringing a musical group this week. Oh boy! And it uh, Mannheim is... Steamroller again. This is <laughs> your fifth time bringing Mannheim Steamroller, babe. You, I know you listen to other music. You know I'm a real roller. I don't know what to tell you. You love their Christmas music. You listen to it year <laughs> round. It's fucked up. No, I'm talking about Tao and the Get Down Stay Down. Yeah, have you talked about them on the show before? I feel like maybe, but not as a formal topic. Okay. You do not sound very confident about that. <laughs> well, it's not in the, it's not on the site. Then you're good. The site is canon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I actually saw Tao and the Get Down Stay Down in 2009 at South by Southwest. So this was a year after their first album came out. Mm. Um, and at the time, it was kind of a, kind of a more folky group. Uh, Tao Win is uh, San Francisco based and she plays the guitar, and she's a singer-songwriter. The group actually originated in Virginia. Uh, in 2006, began recording. Uh, and then, as I mentioned, 2008, that first album came out, We Brave Bee Stings and All. Uh, and I saw this band at a small club in Austin, and I was instantly charmed. And so I want to play a song off the first album that really hooked me in, that is Bag of Hammers. Shake, 
folky, like poppy, you know, fun song. Sure. Really gets in there. Uh, the whole album, just constant bangers. She has such a like great sense for like what is going to be a good hook and what is going to feel like the song that you want to listen to over and over again. Right. Um, and I've, I kind of followed the band into um, their next few albums, um, particularly We the Common, which came out in 2013. Uh, and then uh, Tao and the Get Down, Stay Down took kind of a, um, I don't want to say a turn, they kind of evolved. Right. Um, and part of that was because Tao started collaborating with Meryl Garbus. Oh, I was just about to say mm-hmm. that the new uh, song you had me listen to sounded like really kind of tune yardsy mm-hmm. in a way I very much enjoy. Uh, Meryl started producing some of the albums, um, kind of manipulating the band's music and kind of amplifying some of their kind of more, I don't know, kind of catchy, interesting musical qualities. Uh, and the review I read on Pitchfork kind of talking about this collaboration compared the music to, uh, the Breeders, Luscious Jackson and Chubamato. Oh yeah. Uh, which I just like, oh, I like all of those groups. That explains a little bit, huh? Yeah. Um, in 2019, Tao hosted Song Exploder. Oh, I didn't hear that Mm -hmm. one took over apparently oh she took she took over hosting the show wow yeah she met the host uh in when she did an interview in 2016 for an episode and the host was kind of a fan of her music and yeah yeah and uh so yeah so you may be familiar with her from that incredible podcast it's so good if you've never Mm -hmm. listened to it uh so the new album from this band is coming out may 15th it's called temple uh, and, you know, initially there was a tour planned for this album, which is on hold. Uh, but it's, uh, it's really incredible. It like really has evolved from that initial album, that initial song I, I played for you. And somehow, you know, a lot of times a band will evolve and you're like, oh, now they're, now they're not really for me, but somehow I just feel like, like I've grown with you know, yeah, the sure. band. So I wanted to play, uh, the new song, uh, Phenom. Or Phenom. I think Phenom. I think Phenom. I think yeah, Phenom. for sure. Uh, which is just just super fresh. The music video, you obviously can't see it. It's fucking amazing. I would encourage you to look at. So it came out last week, uh, and the video is kind of based on like a Zoom call, basically. And so it's it's Tao, and then a bunch of kind of professional dancers on various like Zoom windows in this call. Uh, There's eight backup dancers all doing choreography, and they rehearse the whole thing like isolated online. Yeah. Uh, and so it's just, it's a very uh, apt and uh, relevant video yeah. for the time. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, hey, can I do, real quick, do you think it would be possible for me to, and I know this is a bit uncouth, but do you think maybe I steal you away now, yes? Yes. Here I go. I'm picking you up. Put you in my backpack. Into my vault. Because I, and I, Creak! 
<laughs> I took you out of the museum where you were before because you're a, a work of art. That was weird. That was creepy. <laughs> but I stole you from a museum. This is why we usually play music instead of really developing through, a narrative. Having, doing some light role play. <laughs> It can be intimidating trying to roll with the console cowboys in cyberspace. Um, there's always the worry that maybe they know something that you don't vis-a-vis um, website design or website functionality. And you think, I could never be that. I could never be among their illustrious ranks. Griffin, if I wanted to build a website where I ranked my favorite episodes of Ghost Rider, would I be able to do that? Well, first of all, it would be the same list as everybody else's with the Julia Stiles episode at the top. But yes, you can do that with Squarespace. It's the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Every Squarespace website and online store comes with a suite of integrated features and useful guides that help maximize prominence among search results. Do you want to have special functionality, like maybe a members-only VIP club section of your website? You can do that. Do you want to sell stuff? Yeah, you can do that too. Do you want to have an online scheduler so that people, you can, you can sell uh, your time yeah you can do that also anything is possible that's um there for the commercial the super bowl commercial they had that was my voice yelling anything is possible in the wow background. yeah not a lot of people know that hey head to squarespace.com slash wonderful pod for a free trial and when you're ready to launch use offer code wonderful pod to save 10 percent off your first purchase of a website or domain griffin yeah you know it's a shame what is that when you order uh, meals to be delivered to you, they can only be for dinner. That's true because of the law. But wait, wait, what's this coming across our desk? The law is different now? <laughs> it's factor. These rebels are operating outside the boundaries of food law. <laughs> factor has breakfast. They have midday bites. They have smoothies. Uh, there's lots of stuff you can get with Factor. What other things can you get with Factor? Well, I'm looking at this menu right now. They got a lot of tasty little options for you. I'm talking about artichoke and spinach chicken with roasted zucchini and tomato butter. Did you even know that butter could be tomato? <laughs> Not me. Shredded chicken and loaded mashed taters. With I changed the word. They say potatoes, but I said taters, precious. With mushroom <laughs> gravy, smoked cheddar, uh, bacon, and Parmesan broccoli. Uh, this this menu is out of sight, and my mouth is just watering looking at these glossy JPEGs of tasty food. So head to factormeals.com slash wonderful50 and use code wonderful50 to get 50% off. That's code wonderful50 at factormeals.com slash wonderful50 to get 50% off. Hey, we got a couple Jumbotrons here. Did you know about these? I did. Will you read the first one, please? I will. The first one is for Amanda, and it's from Micah, who says, Hey, Amanda, know what's wonderful? The fact that you're cancer-free. Thanks, science, that fucking cancer is gone. I'm glad I got to flip off the tumor after they removed what was left of it. I love you and our girls, Anastasia and Beatrix. And that is, they wanted that spring or whenever. Really split the uprights with that one. Amanda, that is such amazing news. Uh, I'm glad that, tu- I hope the tumor saw you flipping that, give them a cold <laughs> one right between the shoulder blades and just like knew like, man, I really was out of line. You know me, I'm not always a fan of, of you know, cursing. Yeah. You know, but I feel like this is a good one. That's a good one. Let's keep this one. Yeah. It's a, it really stinks, that cancer. So give it as many birds as you possibly can. I guess you only got the two middle fingers, but if you do it like repeatedly, it's like you have more. <laughs> 
Can I read the next message? Yes, yes, yes. It is for M. It is from M. It's for it's for E M M, <laughs> and it's from the letter M. M. <laughs> I assume that it is the M stands for something, and it's not in fact from the letter M. They're just having fun with homonyms. Homonom- Oops, homonym. <laughs> homonyms. Homoph- homonyms, not homophone. Homophones. Homo- homophones. Homophobes. Where am I going with <laughs> I don't this? Know. Uh, can I read the message though? Yeah, I quit. I'm going to leave. The last four years have been made indescribably better with you by my side. It's been an honor to watch you grow and to share so much of myself with you. I'm so proud of you for making it through your first semester of college in one piece, and I know you're going to continue kicking so much ass. Thanks for being the Gina to my Jake. Love you. Oh, I love Lost. (laughs) Was that a Lost reference? Yeah, Gina was the name of the Mm. one woman. You remember? She was the smoke monster, and Jake was um, played by Andy Samberg. (laughs) <laughs> on Lost, but he gets sucked up in the plane and explodes like pretty early on. So this is a really deep cut reference. <laughs> I'm glad you got it. Though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Welcome back to Fireside Chat on KMAX. With me in studio to take your calls is the dopest duo on the West Coast, Oliver Wong and Morgan Rhodes. Go ahead, caller. Hey, uh, I'm looking for a music podcast that's insightful and thoughtful, but like also helps me discover artists and albums that I've never heard of. Yeah, man. Sounds like you need to listen to Heat Rocks every week. Myself and I'm Morgan Rhodes and my co-host here, Oliver Wong, talk to influential guests about a canonical album that has changed their lives. Guests like Moby, Open Mike Eagle, talking about albums by Prince, Joni Mitchell, and so much more. Yo, what's that show called again? Heat Rocks, deep dives into hot records. Every Thursday on Maximum Fun. Can I talk about my second thing? Yeah. My second thing is also musical, and it is kind of similar to your thing in a lot of ways. But um, I'm not going to talk so much about an artist or a song or an album as much as I'm going to talk about one kind of concept. And that concept is St. Vincent's fucking disgusting, nasty, fuzzy fucking guitar riffs and solos. Oh, I like that. They are so good. Uh, I thought for sure I talked about St. Vincent before, but according to... Again, the the site I had not. But even if I have, I could talk about the guitar solos as like their own separate things. If this site goes down, by the way, we are fucked. Wonderful that FYI, we have no backup. We are dead. Um, she just wails. She just like really, really, really shreds on guitar, and not just in like a like Ingwe Malstein way of just like wow, she plays a guitar really good. Like it is a different sound than any sort of guitar fronted uh, musical act that I've ever heard, and I think that's what like really makes her special. Uh, if you've never heard of Saint Vincent, uh, her her name is Annie Clark, uh, and she's a, just a super talented producer, singer, songwriter, uh, and she has also been in the game since like the early aughts, much like Tao. Uh, she started out playing guitar for Polyphonic Spree and uh, with Sufjan Stevens touring band uh, and then formed her own group again in 2006 how weird how strange we did not coordinate yeah, what this happened here? Uh, her, her style has changed a lot over the like decade and a half that she has been doing music uh, it has gotten more I would say art rock art rockier uh, I think particularly after she did a collaboration album with uh, David Byrne from Talking Heads called uh, Love This Giant and I think that it is it has only gotten sort of more 
our, our rock feels like a slam, but it really isn't. It's just like getting stranger, I think, yeah. than her, her mm-hmm. music was before. But the one thing that has kind of remained a constant throughout like all of her work are these like crunchy, nasty fucking guitar riffs. Uh-huh. Uh, and a good example, if you've never heard of her music, is it's probably my favorite song of hers, uh, Cruel, off her 2011 album Strange Mercy, which has like just this short little section in the middle that just fucking blows my mind every time I hear it. So here's that. A lot of that sound she achieves with obviously like effects pedals and fuzz boxes and like special like pitch bending uh, effects uh, that are are largely played with like with pedals uh, at live concerts. Like she's got a fucking like spaceship flight deck essentially <laughs> uh, that she that she stomps on. Uh, but a lot of that sound also just comes from like the way she plays the guitar, uh, very sort of like percussively, and also just the way that the the music itself is arranged. Uh, her music has sort of an unsettling vibe in general, uh, especially these days. I think Mass Seduction, which I think was her most recent album, uh, there's a lot of music on there that is just kind of like a little bit eerie, for lack of a better term, or a little bit... Um, just un- unconventional in a way that is like makes you really pay attention. Uh, she did an interview. Oh God, I didn't write down with whom or what entity. I apologize for that. But she did an interview uh, pretty early on, I think around 2009 when Actor came out. Uh, where she said, I like when things come out of nowhere and blindside you a little bit. I think any person who gets panic attacks or has an anxiety disorder can understand how things can all of a sudden turn very quickly. I think I'm sublimating that into the music. That's a good word, sublimating. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's just like, she's a, she's a great lyricist and a great performer, but like that is the, that's the stuff that I think about. Like the the fact that her music and especially the, the, the guitars can sound like kind of transgressive at times, like kind of like, uh, uh, bordering on unpleasant in a way that like that yeah. that that walking that line is so like fascinating and she has just kind of leaned more and more into that aesthetic as her uh, career has gone on and like I don't know how you, I think that that is its own kind of challenge beyond like I'm gonna write a catchy song or I'm gonna write um, a, a poignant moving song writing a song that has elements to it that are that are transgressive, that are kind of like yeah. uh, uh, an assault in a way, but making them like fucking cool and making yeah. them like uh, contribute to the music is like something really uh, special. Uh, so there's, I want to play one more al- uh, song off Actor, which was her uh, 2009 album, I think maybe her second or third uh, full length album uh, called Black Rainbow that I'm just like, uh, I'm obsessed with it because it ends with this like minute and a half long breakdown of this same riff moving up scales with this just like symphony, this cacophony of instruments being added to the back of it. And the like, the backbone of it is just this nasty, like spooky guitar riff. Uh, so, so here is Black Rainbow. like 
obviously a few seconds of the song, but it's 90 seconds of just like <laughs> this until it reaches like such a high register uh, that it is like, it, it kind of, I don't know. It, I am very anxious. I'm, I'm pretty anxious in general these days. Like that anxiety is obviously like very high. And I find something kind of cathartic about listening yeah. to like anxious music. I and think I think there's a, a lot to it. That's a really good point. You know, it's interesting to talk about both of these artists in the same episode because it does make you think a lot about how this tendency towards getting more experimental the longer you're in your career makes sense right because you kind of master you know and become potentially less excited about a certain style right and you want to do something that is exciting and stimulating to you as an artist and so you just kind of start getting getting wild i think where i where i bounce off of like because i have so many artists especially ones that like i found in college like saint vincent that like did start trying out new styles that i feel like they went so far and kind of lost their voice like they lost what was special about the music they were making in the first place whereas i think saint vincent her style has changed dramatically but there is a there is a there's a backbone there that you can trace throughout like her entire career even when the music is unrecognizable from what she was first making like it still has her voice in it and i think that's why it works it well that and it's also still thoughtful of the audience you know i feel like sometimes artists like you can tell that they're interested in it but they're not necessarily trying to relate with you as a listener right exactly Um, (laughs) which i feel like both of the artists we bring this week are are conscious of that like i still want to say something and i still want to connect with the people listening to it yeah uh, what is your second thing? My second thing is symmetry. Symmetry. Mm-hmm. The thing when the thing's the same on both sides. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. Yeah, me too. You know what's good also? Asymmetry. Oh. I like it too. It can be good. All right. Uh, I like that too. I mean, uh, they're both good. I mean, this week I'm going to talk about symmetry. Maybe next week you can talk about asymmetry. <laughs> and that would be very symmetrical. Mm. Mm. A paradox. <laughs> A conundrum. Uh, what what I was interested in particularly is why it's so pleasing, right? Why like, your brain enjoys seeing symmetrical things? Yes. Yeah. And why you kind of seek it out and why when given the choice, like, for example, in designing a home, let's say an Animal Crossing. Yes. <laughs> you would choose kind of a symmetrical design, right? Uh And this is something that's been written around a lot and examined a lot. And so I figured I'd be able to find something, and I did. Okay. A lot of what I read about kind of referenced just the natural symmetry in nature. You know, this idea of like a starfish or flower petals or a snowflake. You know, this idea of a lot of the things that we admire in nature have this symmetrical quality. Right. And then also people themselves, you know, have you heard like, the more symmetrical a person's features are, the more attractive they are. Like it's this idea of like, there's something comforting about symmetry. There's something familiar about it. Uh, And that often asymmetry can be a sign of illness or danger. You know, like a lot of times when, you know, for example, you're, you're looking at a person to identify whether something, you know, is wrong. You'll look to see kind of like, okay, well, is that hand bigger are more swollen than the other hand. You know, if okay. you if you like are looking at a finger and it looks kind of swollen, you'll like look at the other finger on the other hand to see kind of is this Well, if you have to do that, I would argue you're a bad doctor. <laughs> if I have one huge finger on my left hand and you have to say like, "Hold up, I got to check the right hand for reference." Huh, there's no big huge finger on this one. Yeah, I guess that is quite bad. 
Um, hey, Jerry, come, Dr. Jerry, come look at this. You think it's going to be big on the other hand, too, but it's wicked not. So, like, what's going on with that finger? Uh, you're looking at the thumb, Steve. That that one's supposed to be a little bit bigger. Oh, uh, I always do that, <laughs> don't I? Well, let's get those things off of there. Uh, <laughs> I think there's just, there's something kind of, I what, what I'm saying is there's something kind of biological in our, in our interest in symmetry and our kind of desire to seek out that comfort. It's, it's familiar, you know, and our brains will recognize it. Right. Uh, there is a physicist that has written about symmetry and order and says that it's something that we crave in this kind of strange universe. You know, when you're in unfamiliar circumstances, you will look for things that are symmetrical, that are similar to what you're, you're familiar with. Right. Um, the other thing I found when I was researching this is the the work that your brain does to kind of create symmetry. So have you heard about this gestalt? psychology no i haven't heard of that one that one psychology i've heard of a lot of other ones though haven't i (laughs) so this is the idea that the whole is other than the sum of its parts so instead of being the sum of its parts, it's other than so i want to show you kind of an example of this yeah because i have no fucking idea what that means yeah i knew i had a feeling it would be really abstract uh so this is the image that came up a lot when I was researching this. All right, show it to me and I'll see. Okay, what we're looking at is, well, I don't even, it's three Pac-Mans eating <laughs> up a triangle. Go. There you go. Okay, so what's this supposed to be showing me? So the idea is that your brain kind of projects this other triangle on top of the solid triangle because you're looking at the circles and you're seeing they form that shape. Okay. Right? There's an, this would be impossible for the me Pac-Mans? to describe. I just see Pac-Mans <laughs> and the, they're trying to eat the the space, but there's three like uh, less than signs and they're also trying to eat it. <laughs> so that's what I see. It's like a triangle that is solid covered by an upside down triangle. An invisible triangle. Except there's no outlines around the upside down one. And so you're just kind of filling in the blanks. So um, what does this have to do with symmetry? So the idea is that your brain is... is uh, adds up the details of an image is more of like a calculator than just taking in information exactly as it is. Okay. Uh, and symmetry is kind of one of those shortcuts. You know, you you are looking for it conscious, like your brain is doing the work to try and find it. Uh, so it isn't necessarily always intentionally there. It's just something that your brain is like, all right, where is another thing that is like this? Because my brain you know? is lazy, and if it sees something that's symmetrical, it only has to look at half of it, because it's like, well, the other half. <laughs> well, it's, it can be why it's so jarring when you're looking at something that's supposed to be symmetrical and isn't. Your brain right. like instantly is like, wait, what is this? Like kind of seizes up. Um, and symmetry is just one of the major principles that kind of drives the organization of your brain, uh, which explains, you know, why we like it so much and why we look for it. Like your brain is doing the work. It is trying to find it. And when you see it, you're like, oh, that's nice. That's comforting. Right. Um, I feel like that's what's really appealing to me a lot about like, you know, interior design and like those opportunities of like, you know, putting a outfit together, like, or even like creating art, you know, a lot of times when I was doing like pottery or whatever like what you're trying to do is you're trying to create symmetry right you know pottery specifically like your shit will (laughs) fall apart and so it's very like appealing and comforting and like you feel that sense of accomplishment of like oh look look at this it's the same on this side as it is on that side (laughs) i did it (laughs) uh yeah you brought up animal crossing are you like is symmetry sort of the the benchmark of your design process 
Well, so here's the thing. So I'm getting those bunny things, right? Oh, yeah, Like yeah. I'm getting all the bunny things. Oh, yeah. And you only really have to have one of each little bunny item. At least this is what we're all assuming, right? We don't know. We don't, we don't know don't what know. this fucking rabbit wants. The idea was that you're going to collect all these bunny things, and then on bunny day, you will present them, somehow demonstrate that you've accomplished the you bunny things. You have to eat them in front of <laughs> the rabbit. But I got like multiple sets of balloons just because I felt like in my bunny room that oh. I've created, I wanted, you know, I wanted it. I was very thoughtful about how I laid out all of my bunny items so that it, you know, the clothes, for example, line up. There's a. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I was not as thoughtful. I just kind of threw all that uh, like gaudy shit in one room in a big pile to get the points. And then like, as soon as that <laughs> rabbit comes and goes, I'm oh, yeah. throwing it in the river. It's going to be, it's going to be a real going out of business sale. Kindling. Um, hey, do you want to know what our friends at home are talking about? Yes. Uh, Calypso, which is a badass name, says simply in Australia, we call sweatpants tracky dacks. Thanks. <laughs> That's it. Tracky dacks. Tracky. T R A C K Y. Second word, Dax, D-A-C-K-S. Tracky Dax. These I are my like Tracky that. Dax. I, I love like... that. I love it so much. Do you think people just say Dax when they're in a hurry? Mm, but then Dax Shepard is around and he's like, what? <laughs> and they're like, oh, no, we were talking about our sweatpants again. He goes, oh, okay. It happens a lot. Don't worry about it. He's Because he's really nice. And he's everywhere. <laughs> I wish I could say Tracky Dax, but it feels like uh, no. it feels like it's like I would then be like the kid at high school who got into Black Adder or whatever, and then started using a British <laughs> accent or called things like a you know a lorry or whatever. That or, reminds me of like you know when people refer to tennis shoes as tennies. No, mm. not here at least. That's hard for me. Uh, Kaylee says, Legos, I love these colorful bricks. With all the free time I've had lately, I finally broke open a Lego set I bought months ago, but didn't have the energy to work on. But man, they're so fun to do. It's like putting together Ikea furniture, but instead of making a Nordkisa, you can make a little Star Wars plane. <laughs> That's so wonderful to me. I am counting down the days until Henry is interested in Legos. Yep. I will probably regret it when they are everywhere and we are constantly cleaning them up. Yeah. But right now, it... It is so satisfying to participate in, and I just want him to like it. Yeah, now all we have is magnetiles, which like he doesn't he really doesn't engage like those with. Either. He likes it when I make incredible, beautiful, symmetrical, geometric <laughs> masterpieces with it, and then so he, he can, come come and stomp yeah. on it like a reptar. But um, I like to think it's a developmental phase where he instructs us to make things that he can destroy. It um, seems like this is a natural evolution for him. Yeah, like our you know sleep cycle and. The Magnetiles Tower, as discussed <laughs> earlier. Uh, hey, thank you to Bowen and Augustus for the use of our theme song, Money Won't Pay. You can find a link to that in the episode description. And uh, thank you so much to Maximum Fun for having us on the network. Maximum Fun is, uh, it's a community, I would say, yep. of, of very kind, funny, kind of hip folks. Mm -hmm. uh, that Smart. Are, well, uh, you know, I... Not always. <laughs> Whoa. I'll let you, the listener, figure out. And you know who we're talking about. <laughs> I think they're always smart. I'm not going to no, die on that No, we are always hill. smart. I just, I didn't, I, we are potentially including ourselves. Fast? They're fat? Oh, I was talking about the listeners. They're smart and cool and inclusive. Oh, I thought we fast. were talking about the talent on the Max Fun Network. Oh, no. So I wanted to be cautious about how much wicked, we. Wicked, not smart. Stroked our own egos. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> 
Uh, anyway, I would encourage you. I mean, this is a time I think when people like having a lot of content because, you know, it helps you kind of feel less isolated. And so yeah. Maximum Fun is a great place to find great content from cool people. Yep. Uh, we have other stuff at McElroy.family. Been doing a bunch of stuff at the uh, on the old YouTube channel. Having fun with that. And um, Yeah, Dr. Sydney McElroy put up a video on how to appropriately wear a, a mask. Yeah. Which I haven't watched yet, but I'm very grateful she did. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's it. I think just like this week, um, this week, let's clean... Let's clean up just a little bit. And I don't know what that means for you. I don't know what that means for you. But let's just tidy up. What's that in the corner? You've been putting that off for too long. Tidy it. The floorboards? Get those tidy, please. Oh, don't do the floorboards. Here's what I'm suggesting. Okay. Find a drawer. Just find one drawer that you could tidy. Start there. You'll open that drawer later and you'll be like, I'm so glad I tidied that drawer. I can find all my old exotic coins. And here's, <laughs> here's, all, my, here's all my cool knives. And here's my slingshots. This is a weird drawer, but I'm going to go start firing these knives out of these slingshots because I've just invented the ultimate weapon. Sling. Sling. (laughs) I love that movie. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.